Hello, friends, and welcome to the Pelican Project podcast. I am Crystal Comiskey. And I'm Kelly Tolman. And we want to welcome you. Encourage you to grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us at our table for some conversation. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing great. So (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Glad to hear it. I can tell you're being completely honest with that answer. Um, So this podcast is going to come out on the 15th, which means that when people are listening to this, we are less than two weeks away from Advent, if you can believe that. Yes, I can. I'm right. You are are living and breathing Advent right now. Yes, (laughs) I am. Give us a situation report. Where are we? Yeah. Um, Last year we had the Jesse tree for the first time and it was so much fun. We loved it. And I, I think I'm a crafty person, but it doesn't always translate. Like I have grand ideas. (laughs) So last, last year, as we were going through the Jesse tree, we were also creating ornaments for each day. Um, as kind of a demo, because that's what we're encouraging families to do as they go through each character of the Jesse tree and they learn about the new character, the new person in the story of salvation history. We're encouraging them to make an ornament with their kids, you know, just on a piece of paper or with clay or I don't know, you can do whatever you want. Um, And we were doing it. We were using mainly, I think, yarn. I was using yarn and felt. Yep. Most of my felt. I was so proud of some of my ornaments. (laughs) It's so fun. Like this is my the f- most fun I've had with just kind of putting out some felt and yarn with my kids and just making um, making ornaments together. It was really neat. And right now the Jesse tree it is downloadable, so you're you can go and get it. Um, by the time this come out comes out, you'll be able to go to our website pelicanprojectministry.org and download. The Jesse tree, of course, for free. And it's getting a little facelift, Crystal. Like right. a little bit. I haven't told you that yet because you'd kill me. <laughs> like all the all the graphics are very similar, but there's just a little bit more sparkle. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it it looks so fun. It looks it looks very festive, very advent, very um so I'm excited about it. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> No, we see it for the very first time. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, it's so fun because when, you know, the way this dynamic works, we don't, you know, if you listened to this, we don't live together in the same state. So when I'm working on things, sometimes I get like, there's a, like, there's just a million things going on. I want to all come. tangent. No, just kidding. This goes crazy. And then I text you and I'm like, don't, it is done. And then you get to go in and just see the final design. And it's very exciting for me to do this big reveal. I don't think you know that, but yeah. <laughs> I love it. It is fun. It is fun. It's it like is. getting a present all of a sudden. It's like, I have exactly. this. Check it out for the very first time. Exactly. So um, if you guys go and download it and choose to use this with your, um, as a part of your advent, which is so fun. And we'll talk a little bit about how to use it later, but um, yeah, go check it out and let me know if you think it looks beautiful. Let me know. Right. If you think it's the design's a little off, keep it to yourself. <laughs> it's going to hurt my feelings a little. No, no, no. Feedback is important. 
I'm just kidding. Actually, we we do. We send out all of our, our design stuff. We put it in front of people, and we say, okay, tell me all the things wrong with it. Like, tell tell me all the problems, and then they'll say, like, you know, this font's a little hard, or or this is a little hard to read, and and so we we really do appreciate that that feedback. So right, some of us more than others at certain points, but you know, certain <laughs> points. But I am I am just one person. Yeah. So anyways, anyways, enough of that. Um, we're going to be talking today, Crystal, about um, living, shining the light of Christ. Yes. And how we communicate that with our kids. The Prager Serve this week that came out on Sunday that you can get also at our website. Um, that's a tool that you can share this with your kids. And so we wanted to kind of unpack it a little bit. Um, the things that we can talk about to help the conversation with your child and also go a little bit deeper for us as parents. Um, and so to, to frame it and to put it into the necessary context um, of talking about the dignity of the human person, when we talk about shining the light of Christ, um, human beings are the only creatures created to have this type of intimacy with God. And he, actually truly dwells within us. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, and not only does he dwell with us in that way, but we as human beings, um, as baptized members of his church, as um, beings who live a sacramental life, we also he also dwells within us through the gift of the Eucharist. So in this way, human beings are sacred. And, and sacred just means you know, I say just means, but simply means that we are set aside for a sacred purpose. And that is that the Lord God, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Um, and so when we're talking to our kids about how much purpose they, you know, they were created with great purpose and, um, their life is sacred. And what does that mean? These are things that are important to share with them. Um, and we are, supposed to share him when he, you know, his, his dwelling, because we, we are supposed to share him with the world. Um, in our words, our actions, our overall disposition, um, and nobody, and I think it's important to share this with your children can love the people around you like you, like you're the way you love your mom as a son and as the oldest son or the middle son or the youngest son, you love your mom and dad in a totally unique way because of who you are and the gifts you have. And, you know, everything about your, your life is unique to you. And so the way you love and the way you share God, the way you shine his light, that is unique. And when you don't do that, the world is actually missing out on something. Um, so that's kind of what we're communicating this week. And um, we pulled some scripture verses that will help if you want to point, um, you know, if you want to open up your Bibles and, and show the spaces in scripture where God has revealed this to us, this truth that he dwells within us. So Chris, do you want to show those with us? Yeah. So the first one we have is 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know? that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you. And then we have 
2 Timothy 1.14, that says, Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, the treasure which has been entrusted to you. And then we have Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Hmm. Those are great. And, you know, the first one you read, 1 Corinthians, Mm -hmm. um, Fiona, I know we talk about Fiona all the time, maybe because she's the baby and, you know, she's seven, seven. Absolutely. Because just the most interesting things come from her mouth. (laughs) She's the most interesting person in my life currently. And, um, that's a big one from her, from her all the time. She says, did you not know? Did you not know? Did you not know? And then she gives me a fact. I'm like, I, I did not know. I didn't. Did you not know that sharks lose 10,000 teeth over their life? So I think it's funny. You can tell she has heard that verse. In this right. house. <laughs> I love that. But that that's, that's what we're doing when we, we use these pray, grow, serve sheets. It's an opportunity to enter into a conversation that builds your child up in a way that they recognize how wonderfully they've been created. Um, and while we do that, we're reminding ourselves, we're reminding ourselves that we also are created, um, to shine the light of Christ. And, um, we're supposed to do that through our words, through our actions, through, you know, our disposition, our attitude, all of those ways. That's how we're shining who he is. We're sharing this treasure, you know, taking from to Timothy, this treasure of who he is with the world. And um, the rays of this light will sow love and joy and peace, peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness in the world around us, in, in the community that we dwell within, in our homes, in our, on our sports teams, um, in school, in the classroom. Um, so yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, so this week, we are sharing this topic with our children in the Pray, Grow, Serve, and we start off um, with an interesting choice of scripture to start to unpack this message of sharing the light of Christ. So I'm going to share that with you now in its fullness, and it comes from Luke chapter 6, verses 32 through 36, and it says, For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But rather love your enemies and do good to them and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as also your father is merciful. Hmm. I wanted to start the pray, grow, serve. I wanted to frame it for the kids in a way where it took it a little bit further and a little bit deeper um, to kind of talk about like, yes, it's so nice to tell our kids, you know, you need to shine and be a light of Christ and, you know, this little light of mine, you know, the whole, oh, it's precious. It's great. And it's cute. And it's necessary. And, and I love that. But I think as parents, we, we need to go a little bit further um, 
you know, as appropriate as the age of our children. But um, certainly I wanted to talk to children. I, I think it was important for parents to talk to children. It's important for me to talk to my kids um, about, you know, what happens when you, you know, it's easy to shine the light of Christ when everything's going well. What happens when it's not going well? You know, and this is one of those most influential lessons that you're, you're teaching your kids in the school of love. Last week, we talked about the home is a school of love. And this is one of the things, concrete example of how we're teaching our children to shine the light of Christ when things aren't going well. For example, you know, just a, an eight-year-old example, um, soccer season just got over. And, you know, it's funny to watch and I love watching the kids soccer games so much fun. And I'm like all in, I am, I am the screaming mom. I am cheering on everyone. Psycho. And it goes so well. And there's such a camaraderie and there's joy and there's excitement. And, um, everyone is, is high-fiving and encouraging one another when the team is winning. So it's easy to tap into all, you know, all of those you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of that, you know, having patience with, with the goalie that misses the shot because you're already up by three or have, you know, things like that and still encouraging them. But what happens when you're down, you know, last game of the season, you're down. Um, there's messy plays and mistakes are being made. And, you know, the coach keeps benching you. That's where it matters. And that's why we brought in that verse. Like what credit is to you when you're loving your friends and they're loving you back and everything's great. Right. The real test of how we shine the light of Christ. And if we do that and actually do that the way we're supposed to is if we also shine it in those areas of, of darkness and for an eight year old, for some adults, for some 40 year olds, you know, that soccer field of of real, you know, combat. Right. And, and so you know, certainly that is when Mia gets in the car and we talk about, you know, you may have lost your game, but you need to be filled with joy right now. And that's contagious. Filled with joy that you have legs to run up and down that field and you have friends to play soccer with. And I I say this all the time. I mean, I know this is like very dramatic and be grateful that you are a woman born and a girl born in the United States of America and you can play soccer and you have access to these programs and all these things. And these are lessons you learn and you learn more sometimes from your bad games and your good games and you're, you're sharpening your skills. And so it all, it all has to do with perspective, right? Are we, are we able to shine his light and to keep that going when things aren't going our way? Right. And I think also, you know, that's a great example on the soccer field. Um, to talk with the kids about, you know, how they're doing that. But I think one of the best teachers is them watching our example and being mindful of our examples in those situations. It's something, something I find myself reminding myself every single day, because, you know, you talk about you on that sideline of that soccer field. And when you think about some parents on the sideline of that soccer field, it doesn't look like reflecting Christ's light, you know? Oh, you are um, correct. It is, you know, in our very own living rooms, like, y'all, it is college football season. Mm. And in our very own living rooms, there can be some tense moments when, you know, you're talking about messy plays and the team not that you're watching not doing a great job and remembering 
that your children are watching and listening <laughs> in those moments. Um, because there are some tense situations in the, in that living room, watching that game, you know, remember before you yell at that TV screen, <laughs> Cuss, that, you, you know, little me. ears are listening. Um, army words, army, army language. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, also, you know, another great example of that is, you know, <clears throat> we're coming off of, or still in for, in some cases, election season, mm-hmm. you know? When things are not going your way and you have to remember that you're reflecting lives like like that person on the other end of that or on the other side of that aisle is just as much made in the image and likeness as you are. And and remembering that and giving them the respect, you know, sort of that that um, is needed there. So, yeah, just there are all kinds of examples but I think yeah. remembering not just teaching the kids and not just saying this is what we should do, but remembering that they're watching us as examples of what they should do and and trying to remember to act accordingly, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, words, actions, temperament, disposition, attitude, all of those things. And I mean, I'm I'm the worst. Like I, I will get so impatient with things. You know, it is very, it's made clear to us in scripture that if we are living the fruit of the spirit and we are reflecting his light in Galatians, then the fruit of that is patience. I am not shining the light of Christ within my home if I am impatient all the time. And if my husband ever listened to this, he would say, Kelly, you are not always shining the light. (laughs) I am not. Patience? Patience need to work on it. Right. And, we, and one of those things that I'm constantly sort of praying for, but then how do you know, how does he help you with that? He gives you opportunities within which to practice uh, that patience. The worst. <laughs> the worst. The worst. He got me. Got me, God. Yep. Right. Ugh. All yes. right. I'm listening. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, th- those are great examples where we're going to, you know, just being mindful of what we're doing at home and the day to day and that's fine. But Taking it even a little bit deeper, um, you know, some of our children deal with bullying at school, mm-hmm. um, and that's oh gosh, it's it's heartbreaking. Such a hard time right now to um, to be raising little ones, and you know, especially with with social media and in the digital world. Those, if you don't have great uh, boundaries within your home, those bullies can make their way into your child's home and safe space and and bedroom and whatever. That's a conversation for a different day. But when my kids are struggling with that, and some of them struggled more than others with bullies, um, but having that really hard conversation of teaching our kids to love the bully. And I, I know, you know, and, and there's a few caveats with that. You are not saying that they're, you're not condoning their actions. You're not saying it's okay. You're not putting yourself or going out of your way to put yourself in a situation where you can be a target. You know, certainly you have to, you know, God desires for us because we have great dignity. We are, we are supposed to kind of protect ourselves from, from those wounds and from those dangers by making mindful decisions and being self-aware. But when I talk about teaching your kids to love the bully, you know, love is an action word. Love means that we want to will the good of that person. And so, you know, what does that mean? And how do you, how do you do that in your home? And, 
you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not a perfect science, obviously, but letting your kids know that hurt people hurt people and allowing your child to a degree to see God's image in the people who are unkind to them and to recognize that they have stopped shining the light of Christ because there is a brokenness within them. And then praying for that person. You know, it's really hard to be angry um, or feel malice towards somebody you're actively praying for. And that is a gift that we can give our kids. Like, I can't go to school and protect you from every bully. Like, let me tell you, if I was in that fourth grade classroom and you are being bullied, like, I would be taken out in cuffs. Like, I would not be able to control myself. Talk about, you know, this being a reminder to me to shine the light of Christ. You know, certainly. Um, so I'm not discounting how some seem impossible it feels. Um but we have had many really good conversations at night. I always be with the kids, um, Fred or I, or, or all together, depending upon schedules and stuff. And we talk about, you know, what are we, what are we praying for today? Who are we praying for? And we always make sure we include the person that there has been some tension with that day. And just that that person is restored. Um, and that person um, finds peace. Right. And sure. the hard lesson that to your kid You are the person that right now, those broken pieces of, of this bully is they're facing you and you can shine his light into those broken pieces. You know, certainly I, there's no, what that can look like is simply praying for that person. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling like my fourth grader that their project has to be repairing the bully. Like that, that's not a that's thing. Not their responsibility. Avoid yeah. The bully. Yes. Avoid the bully. But we can um, pray for that person's conversion is what we you can, can do. Pray to, for that person's conversion. And there is so much power in that teaching your kids that they still have power. Um, they have power because the Lord dwells within them and the Lord desires the very best for them. That's, that's where their power is derived in, in union with Christ's love. And it, it can be very helpful, I think, to our kids. And we can see that in our saints' lives. Um, and when we were talking about this podcast, we thought of um, Maria Goretti's story. Yeah. So that makes me, I remember um, when Shelby, my daughter, um, was in middle school, she had um, her religion teacher. So shout out to Mrs. Espiritu, uh, because she did, uh-huh. right? She did, uh, I guess, saint of the day um, in class each day. And I remember Shelby coming home one day, just being really struck by one of the stories. And Maria Goretti was that story. Um, So for folks who may not know, um, Maria was born in 1890 and she um, was born in Italy. And when she was, I think it was about 11 years old, she was sitting outside the steps of her home and at that time she was assaulted by a man named Alessandro and he tried to rape her actually, but she screamed that it was a mortal sin and she fought him off and she was fighting with him and he began to choke her. And he, she said that she would rather die than submit. And at this, I guess he must've become particularly enraged. She pulled out a knife and he stabbed her and then ran off and her family had found her and they stabbed her 
14 times. 14 times. Yeah. Like, yes. And her family found her and took her to the surgeon, but her wounds were too extensive. There was not, you know, it was beyond his, his abilities. Um, Mm. But before she died, Maria forgave Alessandro saying she wanted to see him in heaven with her. So, um, and Alessandro was jailed. And during the time uh, that he was jailed, he had a dream of Maria that they were in a garden and she gave him lilies, which immediately burned his hands. Um, When he awoke, he was a changed man. And upon his release from jail, many years later, he went straight to Maria's mother to beg for forgiveness. And she said to him, if my daughter can forgive you, or if my daughter can forgive him, who am I to withhold forgiveness? So she forgave him also. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. And after that, you know, he dedicated his life, the rest of his life to prayer after that. Um, But that story, like my daughter came home and she's like, mom she forgave him. Like it was just like before she died, he had just done this horrible thing to her. She was dying and she forgave him for that. And that the mom, it just, it's, it's a story that just really stuck with her. And to this day, I mean, it's been quite some time. um, And she just, that one sticks with her, that forgiveness of that terrible act. And what, I mean, reasonably so. Yeah. Reasonably. So that would stick with the little kid. Yeah. Like, oh we goodness. went, um, they brought Maria Goretti's body when we were living um, in Columbus outside of Fort Benning to Atlanta. And um, I took a bunch of young girls and we, we made a little pilgrimage to Atlanta. And it, I, it was the first time that these children that I was with had seen a, a saint in this way. And it was, I mean, their eyeballs were as big as saucers the whole entire time, you know, because you see this, this beautiful, you know, tomb glass, you can see in, you can see Maria, um, and just, you know, praying. Um, and then, and then they, they had a really neat setup where you can learn the story and everything and of of Maria. and, And it was really neat. So on the drive home from Atlanta to, to Columbus, we had a great conversation with the girls about, and it was, the story always seems to go more towards the forgiveness of, you know, like, okay, yeah, what happened to Maria was absolutely horrific, but that's not what the kids focus on. The kids focus on the forgiveness. Like she made it a point of saying, okay, your brokenness has been brought into my life. God has brought us together for some reason. And I mean, God never, 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 never wills anybody to be hurt. Um, you know, of course, but whatever God allowed to happen, um, certainly great fruit came from it because now, you know, we have Alessandro returning to the heart of Christ and Maria Goretti, one of our great saints, um, and just the peace that that must have given Maria's mother. Um, you know, she didn't, Maria as the child was the example to, to the mother. And certainly mama must've been doing a great job raising her because <laughs> yeah. And so, so when we're talking about shining the light of Christ, you know, just to wrap it up, I think, 
um, when we think about a flame and we think about Christ's flame burning within us, it, it is an enduring flame. It is a flame that does not go out unless, unless we decide to blow it out because we, we can lose the life of Christ within us. Um, when we create, when, when we choose mortal sin, um, and we, we, we do not, you know, utilize the sacrament of confession, reconciliation, um, we're turning our back on God and we are completely severing that relationship. Um, God is a gentleman, you know, he is, we have to invite him into our hearts. And so that flame is there as long as we allow it to be there. And every single time, you know, we're struggling and we realize, Hey, I haven't been shining the light of Christ. I've been, I've been struggling with feelings of, you know, all, all sorts of things, of course. And, um, you can always enter back into the sacrament of reconciliation and and then truly a part of your prayer after that, you know, Lord, help me, help me to shine your light and figure out what that looks like. And I've been saying, I've been really on, um, uh, John the Baptist, St. John the Baptist's, he must increase, but I must decrease. And that's certainly what we're talking about when we're talking about shining the light of Christ. Um, you know, light gives us direction. You know, it's that, it's that, when the sun first comes up and you see that first ray over the horizon, like that's the direction you're looking in. You, you see hope and you see a new day and a new season. And, um, in, when you're in darkness, you follow the light. Certainly you desire it. And, and that's what we're encouraging our children to be while also reminding ourselves, um, that, we have a gift. There's a treasure that dwells within us. And yes, the world is, is dark sometimes and there is evil prowling at the door. But when you shine the light of Christ, the power that he has through you, using you as an instrument is incredible. Just let him use you and encourage your children. Let them know that they are so sacred that God desires to use them for his sacred work. And all they need to do is shine, is shine the light of Christ, even when things are hard. So I invite all of you share the story of St. Maria Gretti. We do not have St. Maria Gretti. We do not, we are, we are talking about and formulating a communion of saints series right now. We have um, St. Margaret of Castillo, but I want, we want to have eventually, I think 12, we want to have, um, and you better believe St. Maria Gretti is going to be on there because it's just such a wonderful saint for young people to know. And um, she was, she died when she was 12, I think. Right. I think so. Or yeah, just about. Yeah. In that, in that area. So it's a, it's a, a young person that your young people can, can certainly connect with, but yeah, that's it. So we encourage you, if you want to, to talk about this with your kiddos, go to our website, pelicanprojectministry.org, um, get the weekly devotion. It is going to be there. Your download for free and print it out. Talk with your kids about it and um, pick their brains. Like in the car on the way to school today, I asked the kids like, what, you know, like I'm, I'm doing this podcast today. We're going to talk about shining the light of Christ. What, what are your thoughts on that? And they had thoughts on that and I love it. So have those conversations with your kids. It's, it's make it normal, right? Yeah. Make it, make it normal. <laughs> make it normal. All right, friends. Well, we will talk to you next week. And don't forget to go check out the Jesse tree and start preparing now for Advent. God bless.